Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Rundown with Ramon. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate your time and glad you're here. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, watching this video, reading a transcript, maybe reading something on a bark on a tree. I don't know where those to open your fax machine. Definitely DM me on Instagram. Let me know that you're enjoying The Rundown with Ramon or what we can do better. And the one thing we do on The Rundown with Ramon is help you live your best life or start or grow your business. So I'm excited to have you here today. And someone I've recently met, but known for a while seeing him online is Daryl Stinson. Daryl, welcome to The Rundown with Ramon. I hope you and your family and all that's important to you are well. Yeah, we are well and we are present here with you. So excited for all of our listeners tuning in. I think it's going to be a rewarding conversation. I think when people get together around the common intention of serving others, magical things happen. So I'm really excited to do that for all of our listeners today. It is indeed, Dale. And you're a baller, man. I mean, I hear people mention your name in circles when you're not present, which means good, right? I mean, that's good, especially when you have similar worlds. But it's nice that when people talk about you, I just want you to know. They're like, oh, Daryl? Yeah, I know Daryl. Oh, Daryl, I follow him. I'm like, okay. I know Daryl, too. <laughs> so good for you, Daryl. Met you, I think, I don't know if we, first time we met there, but I want to acknowledge my friend, our mutual friend, um, Tamara Andrus. Saw you at her mm. event and other things we've done. So let's jump into it, Daryl. Tell us today who you are and who you serve. Let's just talk about who you are today. And please do leave website, link, or social, but just break down, introduce yourself, who's Daryl Stinson today. And then I want to go backwards a bit and hear some of the story. And then we'll leave off with some tips for how people can be better speakers, get on stages, and things of that nature. The mic is yours, Daryl. Talk about us, who you are today. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm Daryl. I'm originally from Jackson, Michigan, man. I'm a storyteller, an author, a speaker, a consultant. Um, specialize in helping people turn their messages into movements through high stakes talks like TEDx talks and through showing up and presenting a message that is a representation of all of who they are. You know, a lot of people, when they think about public speaking, they think about being someone they're not or being someone that they aspire to, or they look up to, or they listen to versus revealing all of who they are. So I'm all about full expression uh, because I lived a lot of my life in suppression. And so now my life's calling is to help people fully express. Wow, I love that. You used to live your life in suppression, so now you're all about expression. I like that. Seems to be some music on that or something like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> little, little, little rhymes. Yeah, and give us an example of that. I will dive into it a bit more, but I'm just curious. Give us an example of that. For example, what was the problem of somebody you served or helped, and then where to the day? Just, just get a... Yeah, so I was working with a client recently, and he was uh, a business person. He His role for 20-plus years was to come into organizations that were struggling to grow. They were you know eight-figure-plus organizations, and if they couldn't figure out what the bottleneck was, he would come in intervene and he would provide solution he was very uh numbers oriented very financial type of guy i mean he had somewhat of a personality when he spoke but it was all about the numbers all about the metrics all about the data well when in talking to him um this guy number one not only had a passion for music but he was a very good singer very good like like can sing, not just sing. So like not a singer, S-I-N-G. He was an yeah. S-A-N-G-er. He was a singer. A singer, exactly. A singer with a little stank on it. And so I asked him, like, man, why don't you ever sing in your presentations? Well, it's, what's the point? It's not really necessary. What song would I sing that has to do with the data? He couldn't see the integrations. So through working with the Exactly. Mind block. Just I don't know. I'm going to sing a random song at the end just so people can applaud. Like, no, no. Build it into the overall emotion you want the audience to experience because emotion is how we influence behavior. Okay. 
people won't move unless they're motivated. People won't move unless they're inspired. Mm. And so part of bringing all of that himself into that speech included him bringing song into it, emotion into it. So it can be a, a, a reveal, a revelation to people of who he was as a total package and not just this numbers and finance guy. And so that's an example. So he started to do that. Of course, people loved it. And now everyone that had him come speak, what do you think they want him to do? They want him to do the total thing. He was more in demand. And what I love is his results were better. People listened more, they implemented more, and there was more impact that was made, which is what we're all about. I love that, Daryl. So let's jump back 50 years ago. I don't know, 10 years ago, three years ago. We'll see how <laughs> far it is. 19. All right. So who you were some time ago, uh, Daryl, a Division One athlete, I believe in football, I believe. Yeah, football. Mm -hmm. And uh, you had an injury. And uh, my understanding, again, I'm, I'm learning this with others. I have researched a bit, but learning with others. And that kind of changed uh, the direction. Can you talk about what happened? Talk, take us back and give us some of those highlights of what led you to who you are today. Yeah, man. Well, I grew up in a low-income community, Jackson, Michigan, and where I'm from, the only way that we know how to get out of poverty in the hood is to be a rapper or to be an athlete. Right. And so um, I figured I would do both, and I have a 100% chance <laughs> to win. And so I, I actually did both. You know, I rapped, I made music and songs, and then okay. I uh, became really, really good at sports, much better at sports than I was at rapping. And um, I earned a, a Division One scholarship to play at Central Michigan University, uh, was ranked top 100 in the U.S., uh, number 79, um, and was number three in uh, the state of Michigan, right behind a guy by the name of Draymond Green. So I actually was ranked top 100 in two sports, football and basketball, and I went to college to play both. Um, I only ended up playing football because they found out I was a lot better earlier than they than they thought I was going to be, so they didn't want me to get hurt playing basketball. So I was supposed to go to the NFL. I was supposed to actually leave early to be able to play at the next level and got hurt. And had before a you get injury. there, so you get ready to go to the NFL, meaning like to just educate us, to practice like a team didn't draft you as it were yet? Just for the No, no, it's just, you know, caliber of potential, my height, my got size, it. my weight, my athleticism, you know, people who You were on the already... path, though, on the path. To yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And, you know, people who have the relationships to say it. like, oh, man, like, what, like you're going to get drafted. It's just a matter of like what round I kind of thing. It. So you're there in primes. You're uh -huh. ready. You're on the track there. You can taste it in your mouth. Yeah. It, you're there and now go ahead then what happened yeah and, and i got hurt man and it was at the end of my true freshman year um i didn't feel like i really had a chance to develop in my full potential um so that was always a, a sticking point there and then i came back after that and played for two years mm. after i had emergency back surgery um and i did so at a cost to my health you know i signed a liability waiver so i wouldn't um they wouldn't be liable for my injury or death if that happened on the field um, I put my body through two years of drug addiction, um, literally numbing the pain with opioids so that I can continue to play the game of football, all because I really didn't know who I was outside of sports. Um, growing up, I got teased a lot, made fun of a lot. Um, so sports was the way that I gained love, acceptance, respect from other people. I knew people liked me for my, my gift of athleticism. Mm. I didn't believe that they liked me for me. Mm. And so um, I lived with that insecurity. And because I didn't know about vulnerability, definitely wasn't a believer in its power. Um, I bottled all those things in and I suppressed those emotions. And um, I also ultimately imploded. Okay, Going into my junior year, I was taking so many opioids. It was thinning my blood to the point where every time I made contact on the field, my nose would bleed. Mm. The coaches saw that something was wrong. They kicked me off the team. And I went through this dark depression 
uh, where ultimately it resulted in, you know, me attempting to end my life multiple times. Mm. Wow. That is powerful. And, um, and thank you for sharing that, Daryl. And how did you heal from that? How did you become the, the person you are? And by the way, I, I identify with that journey to some degree, not as yeah. far as being an athlete, but I was fired from the United Nations, dark, dark depression and sadness and just, and I'm sure if I think about it longer, I could talk about it, but uh, but dark depression and um, mm -hmm. wanting uh, to end my life. Just, mm -hmm. I can remember myself being in the basement screaming at times. So I identify in some ways with that journey. How did you become that positive person you are today? How did you get through that? Talking to people who may be listening to your voice, Daryl, and like, yeah. you know what, in, in the closet or in the sadness, in the dark room, I'm going through that right now. What do you say to people and what was your, how did you get healed? Yeah, well, I was I was partially that way before the crash and burn. Okay. I I just lost it when circumstances pivoted. Like I had my identity so much into my sport that when I lost it, I thought I lost myself. Um, and people go through this when they work careers for a long time. People went through this through the pandemic. You know, circumstances change on something that they they lose a relationship or they or switch jobs and they had such a fused identity with that thing that they think they lost themselves. And so I, I had that personality of being outgoing, being positive, but I wasn't really using all of my gifts because I was only focused on my athleticism. And so I ended up in a psychiatric unit. Um, there I had two strangers come and witness to me about Christ. Um, they didn't talk to each other. They didn't know anything about that. I was agnostic at the time. Separate times. So, yeah, separate times. Right. Um, came and said the same thing to me. Will mm -hmm. I say yes to God, um, even though they didn't talk to each other? And so I put my faith in Christ there in the psychiatric unit. Um, it was a, a huge turnaround for me. Like literally Clark Kent become Superman. Um, I came out of that. Well, with place. Christ in your life, you're going to become Superman. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know. Um, it was such an awakening for me. It was so healing. Um, and it started a journey of self-discovery for me. Mm -hmm. um, so from there, I worked in higher education. Um, and within three years as an entry-level employee, ended up running our largest uh, communication initiative and working as part of the team to rebrand the university in which we won three higher education awards uh, for marketing and branding. So, and so you I have a champion's mindset, even though you were not able to continue you where you wanted as a as a athlete in that aspect. Clearly, you have a winner's mindset. Of course, you know, and then that's so important. Like the, you know, that's why I love that that show. Um, I forget the name of it. Where I know Grant Cardone was in it, where he, you know, had oh, to make a million dollar business. Uh, um, undercover billionaire. Was that it? I don't. Was I it undercover billionaire? Yeah. That's where they where, where they have to make a million dollars in like yeah, ninety yeah. days or something? Yeah, that yeah, one. Undercover yeah, billionaire. Yeah, and it was just like, like that, yeah. I, I so believe in that because I'm like, yeah, that mindset is so important yes. because it changes what you see, it changes your outlook, your your perspective. You know, it's everything. And so, um, yeah, I began that journey, man. I took that success after um having a successful short stint at the higher ed institution. Felt more called to ministry. Went into part-time ministry and then part-time speaking, became a marketing consultant. So that was my first uh, go at being a paid speaker. Um, loved it. Did really, really well. What was challenging for me was being vulnerable. When people started to ask about the mental health story, more about my personal story. And as that was, you know, being more demanded from people, it became so hard for me to to really share and show up vulnerably on stages. But I did so, hired a bunch of coaches, many of the names that you probably know in the industry, um, and then became my own coach as well and started to help other people achieve the success that I've been able to achieve in this industry. 
I love that. That is powerful. That is powerful, Daryl. And let's jump into that and talk about that. What you do today? Uh, who are some of the clients you serve? What are you? Who is Daryl today? And let's dive into some tips. I know one of your big uh, claims to fame. I don't like that wording. It sounds weird, but one of the big things you're known for, well known for, at least I do, is helping people get on TED Talks. Um, uh, and I believe maybe you have you been in TED Talks too? I believe. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, mindset and coaching. Talk about. Give us some tips. Talk to the people listening to the rundown with Ramon. What are a few things they should do? Let's start maybe getting on any stage. Somebody listening, Daryl, I'm a, I'm a web designer. I'm a marketing consultant. I'm an author of a new book. Uh, you know, I'm a web designer. I just want to speak a bit more to get clients. Let's, I'll put it that way. I don't want to get $20,000 speech. I just want to speak more. I'm afraid if that's helpful and you can feel free to reword the question, talk to that set first. There's a time where um, I was so afraid to be emotional, uh, mm -hmm. to show vulnerability from stage uh, because I thought it was a weakness. I thought that it would let people into a part of my life that would cause me public embarrassment. Um, you know, being a high level athlete and you live with this fear of being found out about your private life. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had a lot of that psychology in building my speaking career. And I come to a conference one day, a youth conference, and uh, it was probably about three or 400 people there, maybe five. And there was a line of about 13, 20 people at the end just to say thank you. Right at the end of the line, a girl walks up to me. Um, she's trembling. She's shaking. Um, and she pulls up her wristband. And she shows me the cuts on her wrist. And, and you knew what that was already. She could identify with you. She, you, you knew exactly what it was. I knew what it was. And she said to me, uh, my parents dropped me off at an orphanage last year and they never explained why. And I couldn't figure out what was so wrong with me that they no longer wanted me. So I've been cutting myself to deal with the pain. And she said that there's something about hearing this story, your story, that gave me the strength to come out with mine. Mm. Ramon, that changed me that day. Because I had heard what I'm getting ready to say, just like many of our audience members probably heard this, but I wasn't living it consciously. Mm. I would, she taught me the power of being focused on my impact instead of being concerned about my image. Wow. And I have found that when people are really focused on their impact, that insecurity doesn't even live on the path of impact. <laughs> Like it just, it just doesn't live in that paradigm because all I'm like, nobody is focused on their insecurity when they're trying to save somebody from getting hit by a truck. That's exactly right. <laughs> you don't think about your heels, your lipstick, your hair, no, your jacket. No, you're, just in there. you're just in there. And when we can just make that our sole focus as speakers, and I know there's showmanship and there's craft and we like, I like to drop bars. I got all types of bars I love to drop. But when I'm focused on that, impact oh i've got more bars oh i've got more wisdoms oh i can serve at a higher level more is available to me so when we talk about the work that we're doing and some tips number one I, I i i say realize that as a speaker i believe the highest form of speaking is not being a speaker it's being a vessel okay the highest form of speaking is not being a speaker it's being a vessel Okay. When I concentrate on speaking, I'm focused on what I have to say. When I'm being a vessel, I'm focused on what there is for me to say. Oh, let's go. This is where it gets good. Let's There's go. There's a difference between what I have to say and what people need to hear. 
And part of my coaching is to help a person to open up their vessel so that they can be more uh, available to the wisdom of what I call God, what they might call God or what they might call their higher power. That's what this is about. How do I become an opening for the divine to flow through me? How do I get insecurity? How do I become more consciously aware of my patterns so that I'm not projecting those on my audience, but I'm actually in uh, uh, divine acceleration and helping people to progress and move forward at a fastest rate? So ah, I'm passionate about it. I think it's so important. I think it brings integrity back to the industry. I think that there's a lot of people who sell from stage, but they don't fulfill in program. <laughs> uh, like they know the skill they know how to use emotion they know how to build an offer they know how to use storytelling to get a person to enroll but then they can't actually fulfill on that which they promised because they weren't in alignment with their true expertise they were just recycling information that they learned from another coach and we all do that to a degree but i believe that there's a specialty to each one of us if we're called to be in this industry and there's a standard of integrity we should hold in that so that's a lot of what my coaching is, is how do we get centered on your mission and your calling? How do we start to view the paradigm of speaking from being um, um, shifting from a speaker to being a vessel? Mm. And how do we start to open up yourself, heal those places in your heart and help you to stand more powerfully in those truths so that you can be of divine service? But let me push back on something, Daryl. Come on. I love pushback. You didn't teach me about like where to stand on the stage. You didn't say that uh yeah, you teach me how on. to slow down. You didn't teach me how to uh you know Ooh. I don't know, get better business yep. cards. You didn't say um uh to pause before I speak. What what all that? I thought that's what a speaker was. Mechanics will never make you a master. It would only make you a robot. Mm. Mastering mechanics will never make you a master. It will only make you a robot. Mm. That's the fallacy. Now, all those things are extremely important, okay? And they're extremely foundational. I know you're just being devil's No, advocate. but I can hear people say, oh, yeah. I, I'm a lawyer. I'm pretty good. I, why am I going to go through all this stuff that he just said? Just get me on stage to the chamber. So that you can what? I want to just get more customers. I, 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 the recession's coming. I want to get more customers. Okay. So you, how many more customers do you need? Okay. I need three. I need five. I need 10 more. That'd be great. If I had 10 more clients, that'd be cool. Okay. So you speak to an audience of hundred people. You're looking to get 10. What about the 90? Mm. Mm. Okay. And that is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> because if you focus on serving the hundred, you'll get the 10. Yeah. But if all you do is focus on the 10, you might get the 10, but you'll miss the 90. Let me ask you a question, uh, Daryl, and, and we got to have a part two of this. We're going to probably wrap this up in about eight minutes. But Daryl, I'm curious, um, who who is? I'm going to ca call you a, um, a high ticket uh, coach. Yep. Is that fair to say? Yep. Who, who is a high ticket coach for, and who is it not for? Meaning, help us understand those listening, yeah. and speak for your brothers and sisters in the industry, not Daryl per se, but overall, yeah. somebody who's trying to place you and fit you. Where, where you know what I mean? Like, is it where do I just read a book? Yep. Where do I just learn how to do my cadence? But what you're talking about, Daryl, is mindset stuff. So now even coming into this conversation, legit, I'm not even sure what to call Daryl. I, I thought it was a communication <laughs> coach, but this is so much more different. So you tell me, I don't even know how to ask you what I'm trying to ask you. So help answer, <laughs> answer for me what I'm trying to ask you. <laughs> you feel me? 
I, I think you're asking two things. Number Put yourself one, in a box of some sort. Um, mind for yeah, high ticket coaching are specialists. It's the general for, for me. Now, now I will say this because I respect this industry so sure. much, and I respect people's path and experience. And I have had painful experiences myself okay. to know that a lot of people use the same language, but they don't actually have the same fulfillment. And so, like you can say, high ticket coaches are specialists. They're not generalists. Okay. okay? But that's not always true for people who charge high ticket in our industry. We know that there are people who are generalists that are charging high ticket because they know how to market and they know how to build a celebrity brand, but their fulfillment isn't actually of any specialty. Okay. And so I would say if you're looking to uh, invest in high ticket coaching or consider high ticket coaching or become a high ticket coach yourself, think about your specialty. Okay. What is the specialty in which I need? So I know that if I'm um, looking to uh, grow a business from scratch, if I'm looking to expand a business, Ramon might be a specialist in that, right? He has a specialty in doing that. And you expect that to be high ticket because they can condense decade into days, okay? Decades unlock and give days. you the key, right? They can give it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, David Meltzer, one of our mutual friends, said to me, Daryl, the quickest way to get anything that you want is to find somebody who's doing it and ask for directions. And so that's the power of high ticket coaching is that it's someone who has to accomplish the results that you like, who has a proven pathway and a system to get there and can help you to do the same. And then, and is an, a, when I say a specialist in this work, they don't just understand the linear and the strategic way to get there. They know the emotional, the psychological and the spiritual challenges that you will encounter on the way. So they're coaching you on multidimensionally, not just linearly. Okay. And that's what separates um, really good high ticket coaches from just kind of like low end high ticket coaches. <laughs> and and who and who uh, are you best a fit for, Daryl? And those listening, Daryl didn't ask me to do this. I'm just no promo reverse, just so you know. I'm genuinely interested in this. So when I ask questions, I hope I'm asking questions that I think other people may ask. Or if I don't understand, I ask people, just so y'all know. So, yeah, of course. Um, who, who is it for, Daryl? And who may be it not for? Yep. If somebody who just says, hey, I just want to speak a little better, maybe they should not call Daryl versus someone who's like, I'm ready to to invest in myself yep. in a year, in six months. Tell me I want to be at a better place. Help me paint that picture for who you're perfect for. Absolutely. So, you know, from a you know demographic type of thing, aces is what we call them, authors, mm -hmm. coaches, entrepreneurs and speakers. Right. Those are my people, just like they're your people. I think in the specialty of it, who's it for, who's it not for? Um, it's not for people who just want to get a few clients from stage. It's not for people who want to speak uh, on TEDx stage so that they can um, kind of, you know, have a notch off their belt or or treat it like a bucket list item. Um, it is for people who feel spiritually called to influence people with their words. Mm. It is for people who know that they're called, but they have insecurities and they have parts of their story that are hard to share because of the amount of emotional weight and pain that they've been through. That is who this is for. It is for people who feel called to lead a movement of people who are committed to similar disciplines and beliefs and habits as they themselves are as well. That's who it's for. So if a person feels called and they're looking for direction, trying to figure out how do I integrate my spiritual into my practical? How do I truly be of service? How do I walk with integrity and not compromise? How do I be fully myself and fully expressive and not have to change uh, to be a corporate version of myself and a and an entrepreneur version of myself and 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 whatever environment I am, I don't have to be a chameleon. I can just be me. Mm. 
if that's who they're looking for, that's who I support. And that's what I help them to accomplish. I love that. How long does this process uh, change uh, take, Daryl? Is it like uh, over a weekend you can make them to a billion-dollar speaker? Uh. <laughs> no, my programs are four months, six months, nine months, and okay. 12 months. So, you know, um, we can do a lot in that amount of time usually. And, of course, you know, like I'm called to this. Yeah. So there's an infinite ascent. Absolutely. And so some of my clients, I mean, um, they might as well just renew forever because I'll never stop growing. I'll never stop learning. And I'll always help them to push their 1% edge. Yeah. I love that, Daryl. Uh, before yeah. we go, Daryl, can, can you leave one or two um, uh, thoughts and tips? Maybe unpack the aspect of the TED Talk, the 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 famous and famous TEDx stage, TEDx, uh, TED, TED Talk. I know there's so much to un unpack. It could take hours to go through that. But yeah. two or three things that people may not know or that you want to share. Hey, if you're considering to be on a TEDx stage, noting what you said already, mindset and the things you do, not putting yeah, that yes. at all. But just talk a bit for those who don't know and what's that process like? Yeah. What, what should we know? I'll, I'll give you um, a quick one and then a little quicker, a Please. little longer one. The quick one is to literally make a, a, a chart, take a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle. On the left, write um, uh, me as a speaker. And on the right, write me as a spiritual vessel. Okay. And see underneath what comes up when you view yourself as a speaker, what is there for you to communicate? Um, uh, and then as a spiritual vessel, what is there for you to communicate and see if there's any difference or variation in that. Okay. I would always, I would, I would start there. Okay. Um, when it comes to specifically just TEDx, let's say you got it figured out. This is spiritual vessel. This is my message. If it was a line, da, da, da. Now TEDx, there's, uh, four main components to that. Okay. Uh, to remember that, remember the word TEDx, T-E-D-X. There is your talk. There is your elevator pitch. There is your delivery, and then there is your multiplication. X stands for multiply. Okay. So your talk is about an idea worth spreading. Mm. You need to be able to communicate an idea worth spreading in one sentence or less. Okay. Simon Sinek, most people that are entrepreneurs know that. Okay. Great organizations don't start with what? They start with why. One sentence. Okay. Um, in your elevator pitch, you treat it just like you would a uh, job application, okay? There's an element of written and um, putting on your social links and things that you have to think through through the lens of if you were applying for a job. So they're going to look at your social media pro profiles and see if you are in alignment with what you're saying that you want to speak on their stage about, okay? So be thorough, be professional, and then there's a company video you have to shoot. They're looking to see if you can convey your idea usually in two minutes or less, mm -hmm. okay? So T-E. D is about delivery. It doesn't matter what you say. It matters less what you say. It matters more how you say it. Okay. And so delivery is super important. How do you master mechanics? How do you open up and become more free, become more natural of a communication uh, of a communicator? Okay. That's for delivery. And then X is multiplication. Okay. How do you take this one thing and open it up to multiple of opportunities? The benefit of a TEDx talk is uh, most people. It, can, it has been able to get me in environments where um, I would have had a harder time getting into if I didn't have a TEDx talk because they respected the brand of Ted more than the brand of Daryl. Absolutely. Okay. And so, um, you know, you can leverage it in a lot of ways and been able to get into prisons and school systems. And whereas if I would just try to shoot, send them one of my YouTube videos, they've been like, what does he want? But TEDx talk, we'll play that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, and so, and there's a whole bunch of connections you can get from it. So just remember TEDx, there's the pillars you're trying to master. 
the better you get at that game, uh, the the better that you'll be overall in doing a TEDx talk. I love it. Daryl Stinson, can you remind us how we can reach you, how we can be in touch with you? Feel free to share whatever links you like. But one more time, just tell us who you serve, what you do. Tell us who you are again. And then if you don't mind, leave us a link or two that we should contact you in, please. Yeah. My name is Daryl Stinson. I help people who feel called to speak turn their message into a movement. Uh, you can reach out to me on Stinson Speaks on any social platform or DarylStinson.com. That's D-A-R-R-Y-L-L-S-T-I-N as in Nancy, S-O-N as in Nancy again. I love it. Listen, Daryl Tinton, thanks for joining me on the Rundown with Ramon. And again, I'm Ramon Ray. This is the Rundown with Ramon. DM me on Instagram, Ramon Ray Smart Hustle, or just check out RamonRay.com to know how I can serve you. And again, thank you, because if you weren't here, we wouldn't be here. This is the Rundown with Ramon.